Hello listeners and welcome once again to another episode of Homeschooling Matters where we talk about matters pertaining to homeschooling as well as the value of homeschooling. And because as homeschooling parents we spend a lot more time with our children than the average parent who works outside of the home, we will be discussing some parenting matters and issues as well. Now, last evening, uh, if you find me sounding a bit hoarse this morning, it's because I spoke for over an hour at the actual event and even before while I was preparing for my presentation. And what I did yesterday, I think I mentioned it in last week's episode, that I was going to be hosting a free Zoom webinar. And in that particular webinar, we were going to be discussing homeschooling, you know, debunking the myths, etc. Nothing I haven't done before, nothing I'm not doing all the time on the podcast. But this time, I just felt that I had to do this particular thing for free to allay some of the fears that many people were having in light of all that's going on. You know, in our country... We've now been getting some vaccinations and so on. And, you know, I have my own thoughts about the vaccinations and everything, but, or the vaccines, but um, people are scared. You know, people are very scared. And so they didn't want to send their kids out, even if it's looking possible for September. I know we are now in June, but people have to plan ahead. So you had those that were driven or motivated by fear and wanting to, you know, see what the other options are for their children. So I felt led to have this particular free webinar, even though I had ones in the past, even though I'd been interviewed many times, even though I already have the podcast. But I did it and it was so phenomenally well received. It was oversubscribed. Of course, a couple of people forgot got or maybe things happened plan change plans changed but um a lot of people were there the turnout was fantastic and the um, results of it was I think I met my target I believe that people based on the responses were really really blessed some of them were highly motivated to continue um, in the pursuit of their homeschooling journey at the end of the webinar I shared something that was laid on my heart to do I was prodded on to do it by a friend of mine And I launched that last night as well. So I launched it here just in case because it's something that anybody could do no matter what part of the world they are in. They can glean something from this. I am 100% sure. So at the end of the webinar last night, I was able to launch um, the Guide to Homeschool Success, right, where I have put together a curriculum pretty much to help parents on the journey step by step. It's a six-week e-course that I'm offering. I have not seen anything like it anywhere else um, where I am availing myself by producing content via videos, assignments, little bits of research that the parents may have to do as homework assignments. And then of course, the live interactive Zoom chat. So however, I don't know, I'm not sure what platform we will use, but every week I will meet with these parents to guide them through whatever the topic might have been via the videos that week. So I'm really, really excited about it. It's time for me to start recording those videos and stuff now. So I think we're coming up to the end of this particular season, season five. I don't know that I have that much more to talk about. Maybe I might do one on plans for the July-August vacation, the Java vacation, or in some places where it's referred to as the summer vacation. So maybe I might share with you some ideas that you could, you know, implement with your children to pass the time, especially since in our country specifically, there are no camps and stuff available. Everything is still pretty much closed or locked down. So yeah, you could probably look out for that and that will more than likely be the end of the season. All right. So joining me today will be Mr. and Mrs. Lyndon Mitchell. You have heard from Anne-Marie Mitchell, 
well before. She was on the panel when we discussed curriculum choices and you would have heard from their daughter a couple seasons ago as well when I spoke with Anya Mitchell so that you could have heard another perspective from a homeschooled student. So today, for the first time I believe in homeschooling my history, you will be hearing from a couple about homeschooling and I am talking to them today about homeschooling with a biblical worldview. You know, people have tried to push God out of the schools and everything, but a lot of the things that we're actually seeing here are the things that the Bible spoke about. A lot of the prophecies that are coming to pass right before our eyes. So I will be discussing homeschooling with a biblical worldview. Okay, so without further ado, let's chat with our guests, Mr. and Mrs. Lyndon Mitchell. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm sitting down next to a beautiful woman. So I'm, I'm There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it all better. <laughs> okay, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? The only thing they have heard from, from me concerning you guys so far is the fact that um, Anne-Marie, we would have heard from you on the podcast before when we did that curriculum choices um episode and of course mm-hmm. that we would have heard from your daughter Anya before when we discussed a homeschooled child's perspective when we interviewed her several seasons ago about what's what's it like to be homeschooled so tell us a little bit about you Anne-Marie a little bit about you Lyndon and about your family in general okay thanks Nikki I, um, it's wonderful being here I'm I'm happy to be able to, to um to share and to just share this space together. So Lennon and I, we've been married now for almost 21 years. Um, we have two children, Anya, who is 16, going on 17, mm-hmm. and Josiah, who is 12, going on 13. And I was, as I was reflecting, you know, during our parenting years, we would have, Lennon and I would have served as staff, um, full-time staff with Campus Pacific for Christ, which is a missionary organization. Uh-huh. And then, as pastors until 2019, right? And now we continue in ministry to couples and families and we are growing our business. Okay. So our children, yes, Annie and Josiah then would have basically grown up in a home where um, we were heavily involved in serving other people as a way of life and they too were involved in the same in the same thing, right? Because mm-hmm. they would have been a part of whatever we were doing and so on. Okay. Um, yeah, so considering the children, really, so like Anya has been homeschooled for all of her school years, which would have been like the pre-primary and the high school years, and um, she's now preparing to write CSEC beginning next week, right? Mm-hmm. In the last year, we used the facility of tutors to help her to prepare specifically for these CSEC exams. Mm-hmm. Um, Josiah, on the other hand, he was homeschooled through the pre and primary school years and entered high school at a private high school last September. So that's a little bit about us as a family. Okay. That's cool. Um, What fueled the decision to begin homeschooling in the first place? Okay. So um, that homeschooling journey would have begun like about 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We had been working with a number, uh, working for a number of years with young people on the campus, UE St. Augustine and Mount Hope, um, in the areas of mentoring, personal leadership, personal and leadership development and so on. And we had begun to work with children in children's homes so we were we were our work involved um interventions in children's homes and um, at that time Anya would have been maybe one or so and I really felt strongly that what we were doing for other people mm-hmm. we needed to begin to do for her namely in spending giving the time and attention to her personal development Linda will share a little more about how we got to yes well, to this point 
yeah. it, it wasn't uh, an automatic decision. Uh-huh. Um, we had a series of conversations about the cost of doing this and you know what it would mean for us as a family um, financially, um, what it would mean for us in terms of our other involvements, um, yeah. and whether we were ready um, right. to make the, the sacrifice and take the plunge into spending our days, um, you know, teaching the children and seeing about the education ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so for me, I mean, my wife was really inspired. She had uh, observed other homeschooling families uh-huh. and uh, how well they were doing. Um, but we realized it wasn't just about, you know, teaching the children. It was it was really about the, how the family worked together. Yes. And, and so that, that for me, um, I think it, I was sold on the idea when, I re, when my wife, you know, assured me that she was ready. <laughs> and, you know, this was something that she was willing to take her time to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I knew that that meant that I needed to um, provide um, for my family, you know, um, and be the, the main breadwinner. Yes. So, so we were ready at that point. We, we were really ready. Uh, it took me a little while to to settle mm-hmm. into the idea um, because I really was concerned about my wife and, and the cost to her. Yes. Uh, because before then, we were both heavily involved in ministry and, um, you know, doing a lot of work elsewhere. So um, this for me was a, a definite change, a definite decision that would mean for the next you know, five, six, ten years, um, you know, years. now it's been 15 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yes, I think a family really needs to soberly think about it. And, and I think we did that and it's been, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. My wife has done excellent. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Yes, she has. I think, I think, <laughs> you know, you, you really, you really raised some very salient points there about, you know, making a very sober and conscious decision. And you would know that just yesterday I hosted a free webinar on my, um, it wasn't on my page, but via Zoom. It was, I invited people through my page and so on. And it was oversubscribed. I was amazed when I checked yesterday, just before I went into the room. In fact, when I checked, it was 128 people that had subscribed, had registered. And by the time last night, when I was looking, it was 148 people, but Zoom could only hold a certain number. And of course, some people would have forgotten and plans may have changed and so on. So the number would have dropped down a bit. But that's one of the things I told them is you have to enter this thing soberly and understanding exactly what it will entail because you don't want to step in or take the plunge. And then after two, three months or whatever, you know, you just decide, well, I can't do this anymore. So you made a decision that, okay, if we're going to do this, that means I have to be the sole breadwinner, the sole provider for my family and be there as well, not only to provide financially, but also to provide the emotional support that your wife will need because it is not an easy thing. It can be challenging at times. So I'm telling you, I have seen the fruit of it. You have done both of you an excellent, an excellent job. So Linda's... (laughs) Since you predominantly worked from home as a pastor and, you know, is it the homeschooling part for the children? Was it a shared responsibility? Did you do some subjects and Anne-Marie did some subjects? Or was it primarily or solely Anne-Marie that did the homeschooling of the children? Right. Um, well, just just a slight correction. Uh, maybe not so slight. Um, <laughs> during during the, 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 the years, the early years of our homeschooling, mm-hmm. 
I hardly work from home. Okay. Um, yes, I, I, I really had to work, in some cases, um, two or three jobs. Oh, so, wow. Yes, yeah, so I was not just a pastor, I was also a, an NGO executive working at the Bible school and mm-hmm. uh, working at our district office at another in, in another season. Mm-hmm. So, and then again, that is the cost. The cost yeah. is that you would you would have to divide yourself um, appropriately. And, and that is the challenge, I think, for the person who has to go out and earn. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you said, I, I, we also agree that it couldn't just be that I am the breadwinner but I also spent time at home, enough time. And, and our children did not get enough of my time at home. And that is, it's, it's, the, it's the reality of trying to balance um, having to provide and having to financially and having to spend quality time with the children. Yeah. Um, now, I am, I, I'm because in the last couple of years, the last two years, I've been able to spend a whole lot more time at home um, because we, we're growing a business and my, my work does not need me to be out of the house too much mm-hmm. uh, as yet. So that has really been a blessing to us. Um, the children have said as much that, you know, being around them is just made, made it a whole lot easier. So my wife did a lot of the, the primary caregiving and, and teaching mm-hmm. um, those years. And he was the principal. <laughs> that's basically how we did it at home as well that's how we do it as well yeah <laughs> all right well, cool. it is, yeah it's a difficult balance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i know because i could relate it because as you know jimmy is often working very hard long hours out of the country from time to time so i mean we call we say that jesus is the headmaster of the whole homeschool of our homeschool but daddy is up there in terms of you know almost like a principal yes in terms of you know being accountable to him as well all right so we know that you are believers you've been heavily involved in ministry etc what does we're talking about the biblical worldview and homeschooling children with that particular worldview what is a biblical worldview yes when we when we speak of a biblical worldview um we're really talking about how we perceive um, the world and how we interact with the world based on God's word, mm-hmm. based on the Bible. And having a, a growing relationship with Jesus Christ is foundational to how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive God, how we perceive others, and what we think is our responsibility to the people around us and how we share ideas and which ideas we, we choose to to agree with or disagree with, and how we we we, we manage those disagreements, mm-hmm. because we found that, and we don't live in a bubble, right? Yeah. Uh, we create or uh, we look for opportunities where our children could naturally mingle with other children, mingle with with their, their neighbors, their family members, extended, you know, the community around us, um, and our worldview, a biblical worldview, simply means. Focusing on loving God and loving other people, right? In its simplest form. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. How do we do that responsibly? Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with everything that you have said. And I like the fact that you raised that you're not raising them in a bubble because that's one of the biggest myths about homeschooling. Even though, like I told the participants last night, that they would have it a lot easier than we did, so to speak. Because now that the world has gone through this, even though what they were doing was not homeschooling, but more at homeschooling, literally doing school at home, people are going to be a little bit more understanding to them 
if they decide now to, to follow through and go in the, uh, in the arena or pursue this journey of homeschooling, right? Um, but we were accused of, yeah. you know, raising our children in a bubble in the past, you know. We might have been accused of, you know, sheltering them too much and not exposing them. Not And people did not realize that just like your family and mine, there are other families who homeschool, maybe not necessarily with a, a, a biblical worldview, but even though they have chosen to educate their children from the comfort of the and the safety of their home, they still expose their children to other people and to other ideas and ways of thinking and so on. I don't know. Well, I do know. But, you know, it's amazing that people could always find the negative to try to see how they could justify where, why their way is right and everybody else is wrong because it happens to be different, you know. So I'm glad that you raised the point about not raising them in a bubble because when people hear that you may be homeschooling with a biblical worldview, it's very simple. All it means is that your life is colored or directed by the word of God. And so yes. they're still open and exposed to the ideas, but from the safety of your home and under your observer um, covering, so to speak, you know, and leadership and so on. It's not that you don't allow your children the freedom to think or to ask questions or to believe or to, you know what I'm saying? Somehow they get that biblical worldview a little warped um, and they think it's a, a terrible thing. So I just wanted to bring some clarification to that and I'm glad you did it in the way that you did. All right, so... You said, you know, you, you do it in a particular way, Linda and Anne-Marie, you would, you would raise awareness, like how we do it, you know, things are happening. When, we, for example, the thing with the Black Lives Matter um, came up and other things along those lines, you know, to be vaccinated or not to be vaccinated, to, you know, all the different things that's trending right now. You know, it's just a basical, basically a, a, a raising of an awareness as to how we see things um, through the eyes of scripture. I think that's the best and easiest way to put it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Yes, beautiful. Yes, that's it, that's it, that's it. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the challenge when they are very young, um, we, we really use their relationships with their friends or other homeschoolers or other people around them as um, teaching points. Um, you know, we, we spend time having conversations. Now mm -hmm. we're able to have more mature conversations with them because they are older mm -hmm. and our daughter although she's homeschooled um she has many of those relationships that she's developed over the years um, but she also has um, perspectives on what's happening around her in the world mm -hmm. yes you know so taking the time as you said taking the time to to talk um with them and, and that, that is where the the, the, these discussions, the family times, the you know father-daughter discussions. Up to this morning, we're talking about you know CXC and uh, CSEC and what she's supposed to, how she's supposed to focus on it, and mm -hmm. how other people around her are doing, and and so on. So it's it's having those meaningful, important conversations about everything and anything that they're exposed to. That's that's what I think is very important. Yeah. Uh one of the things that I find very um, heartwarming for me, and I think that they've, my children have challenged me where that is concerned as well, and that is that they have a very high regard and respect for persons who's, who are different, who are different, whether mm -hmm. you're different because of ethnicity, you're different because of religion, you have difference because of whatever, lifestyle, whatever. And I find that even though they, they have strong perspectives about a biblical about about what the Bible says, they have a very high regard for people because the they, they, the foundation for them has been to love God and love other people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so um, they're not afraid of engaging with difference. Yes. I find that 
I, yeah, I find that very um, heartwarming, right? I didn't always have that as a person, mm-hmm. um, but they have that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's awesome, actually. It just goes to show that sometimes the things that we lack, that we can't put in there, God in his faithfulness, he makes up this lack, you know, yeah, all boy. the time. <laughs> he just makes up this lack. Um, it's a, it's basically something that I reali- realized just recently as well, where Amy was concerned because we were chatting about something. And she was saying, Mommy, I just don't understand. You know, I just don't understand how people could just think it's their way or the highway, you know, without being sympathetic or understanding or sensitive to the fact that this person may be a particular way because they may have had this card dealt to them or this may have been their reality or this situation. And when she started to blow some things open to me, I was like, okay, wow. You know, she is super sensitive to a lot of things, a lot more things than I gave her credit for, actually. To be honest, you know, a lot more things than I thought she was because she's quiet, you know. And so she 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 processes just like her father, really. I hope my mother's had to talk. But <laughs> sometimes she just sits down and very quietly processes things. Um, and you realize that, that that's just, we didn't do all of that. <laughs> it has to be God's intervention, making up the slack in ears because we can't do everything. As much as we would love to do and be the best for our children, especially along this homeschooling journey, um, or parenting journey, you know, we just can't yeah. do everything. And so we really no. do have to, when we commit them to God, we have to trust that where are we, where we are lacking, where we are weak, he is strong and yes. trust him in the process. So, That's true. yeah. Any advice you want to leave for parents contemplating taking the plunge into homeschooling? Because I did this thing last night and quite a number of them were encouraged. Many of them were not only encouraged, you know, but motivated to take the plunge. So any advice for them? in terms of plunging into homeschool or just in general where raising their children is concerned, especially at this time? Yeah. Um, if, first of all, the I think having the perspective that homeschooling is first about good parenting and, and creating the an environment where children can thrive, um, creating an environment where they could um, not just learn information, yes. but where they learn life skills mm-hmm. and um, how to do you know life. how to how to to live responsibly and so on. So, um, I think creating a good home environment where it's possible to to do homeschooling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is important. Secondly, I think the parents really need to um, calculate their own level of commitment um, yeah. at first as parents and then as educators, um, and whether they are ready to do this and and and. It's it's a worthwhile sacrifice, yes. right? It is a worthwhile sacrifice. Absolutely. Uh, you know, because you have you really have an opportunity to you know impart to your children the values that um, you hold, and and hopefully that would be you know useful to them as they get as they grow older. Because we're preparing them for adulthood. Yes. Uh, not 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 just for childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the cost calculated the cost. You know, it is it is going to be. Um, a financial sacrifice, um, and I, I for us um, as a couple, we've had to support one another mm-hmm. in this process. Um, so having a healthy marriage uh, for those who are married mm-hmm. uh, is so much, you know, it's so much, yeah. yeah, makes it much much easier um, to to weather the storms together. Yeah, uh, or the support system. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having a support system helps. The homeschool group was a was a very helpful support system. Having mm-hmm. a homeschool group where I could be supported, the children could have been supported. Even Lyndon was supported by the, by the, the other dads, husband. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Building community, 
allowing your children to live like my children have had to. I remember one person who really stood out to us. There was an elderly lady in one of the communities in which we were working. And um, she was hearing impaired. She was deaf, okay, in one ear. She could have she, she could hear the other ear, I think, yeah, but barely, right? Mm. And in order for to, to have a conversation with her was a difficult thing. She lived on her own. And I would go to visit her on a Tuesday evening. And both my children came. Mm. and this was a big thing for them we went every tuesday right mm -hmm. and we spent time with her and um she passed away last year mm. we were no longer working in that community mm -hmm. but i remember that it was it was a hard thing for them because mm -hmm. we had gone to visit her up until just before mm. she passed away and so on. But those kinds of very real relationships that build your family, That's right. not only in the academics. And mm -hmm. so, if I were to say something to parents, you know, you know, um, don't isolate. Yeah, um, help your children to learn for life and not That's just right. for school. Yeah. yeah. There's more to life than academics, and I often tell them in my um, parenting seminars, as well as in this podcast, as well as whenever I have an opportunity, um, and on my page when I share a little bit of our life, that life is the classroom. That is the reality yeah. that, you know, sitting down in a classroom full of their peers is life, you know, because, of course, we, called, we are told that we are isolating the children and so on. But are we really, are we really depriving them of socializing, socializing opportunities when in truth and in fact, what we are doing more would more resemble what real life will be when they grow up as opposed to what the school does offer if we really are honest and we look at things from a proper perspective you know so yeah. i'm happy that they had that experience because that's life in action right there you know they would yeah. not have learned some of those character traits they would not have learned some of those values sitting down in a classroom and constantly just working from textbooks and 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 looking at a blackboard and doing school in the traditional way not bashing the system but really and truly just understanding that there's more to life than academics and there's more to our children. And I think one of the greatest things that we do as homeschooling parents is that we give our kids a more holistic approach to education. That we educate their mind, soul, body, you know, spirit, yeah. emotionally and stuff. We cater to every aspect and every facet of their lives. So guys, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave with us as we go? Yes, I want to say something. Um, I want to say um, that, you know, one of the things that really helped my children is literature-rich books. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to recommend, because people can get it through the library. I know the library is not open at this time, but, um, you know, when it, when it when, and I think that they've been making several things um, available online. Mm -hmm. But Newberry Medal Award books, which mm -hmm. you can get a list of on, on uh, online, mm -hmm. just in N-E-W-B-E-R-R-Y. And they have Newberry Medal Award books for various ages. Mm -hmm. They're excellent. Um, they're not textbooks. They are... Living uh, books. I, yes, they're mm -hmm. living books that are, make such a world of difference. And mm -hmm. I find that that really helped to spark a lot of conversation and to ha expand the world of thought and ideas and perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, and I have something to say too. Um, <laughs> Nikki, you've, you've been doing a fantastic job. Yes. Um, you know, just having this opportunity to share with, with you, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. Um, you know, really keep encouraging um, homeschoolers um, because they're doing a fantastic job. And those who are aspiring to homeschool, um, yes, really, really keep encouraging them and creating a space where they can learn about it and um, be inspired, but also get practical tips um, okay. to know how they could accomplish this thing called homeschooling. Oh. So thank you so much. 
What you're doing. Oh, and thank yeah. you so much, guys, for being a part. So, you know, you think it's just us, right? It's not just us in Trini anymore. I, as I told people recently, I was blown away by and humbled, actually, because when I thought I was just starting this podcast to speak to my fellow countrymen, um, the Lord had other plans. When I didn't want to do it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. I bought the equipment, it sat down and looked at me for a couple of months before I actually stepped out and started doing it. And now, to my shock and surprise, it's being listened to in 42 countries across the globe. So, yeah, I mean, as, and countries as far as the Middle East and the Far East, you know, New Zealand and Australia. And it's just mind-blowing to me. So, you would have shared here, of course, for us in Trinidad, but this can go so far. And one of the things I'm happy to do as well is not only to share facts about homeschooling and the truth about homeschooling, but to share bits of my life and the lives of my interviewees. And it just so happens that it's always colored with Christ. And so we are evangelizing through this platform and we didn't even think that it will be, you know, used as such. But because it's who we are, it just comes out of us, you know. So thank you guys so very much. Um, Thanks. I, I mean, I don't know what to say again. You get, you left some really, really valid, very personal and very salient points here. You would have busted that whole misconception wide open as to what homeschooling with a biblical worldview is and what it looks like. It's not that we're trying to brainwash our children, guys. It's just basically, you know, teaching them with the eyes of Christ and with the love of God and helping them to see the world as he sees it. You know, so I want to thank you guys again for taking the time. Really love and appreciate you all. And we'll definitely get together pretty soon, even if it's virtually. <laughs> yes, right. yes, yes. Okay. 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 Bye-bye.